Good morning, Babs. <laughs> Merry Christmas! I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know if other music was going to start. I didn't know whether to go all the way to the 12 days, but... <laughs> well, we, we sang it beautifully last night, I must say. Last night was the first night of caroling, first night of a three-night caroling extravaganza. So we started last night. It was lovely. So tonight we're doing it all again at six o'clock. And then Wednesday is the last day. Before oh, the right. weather, you're, before the weather all, gets all bad. You're all harassing people. I forgot. <laughs> I I like to call it bringing cheer and goodwill. <laughs> you say harassment. I say. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What what are you supposed to do when people show up in front of your house, caroling, singing? You you listen or you sing with them. Oftentimes, oh. you get your coat and jacket and mittens and you go with. Oh, yeah, that's not yeah. gonna happen for me. But <laughs> or you stand at the door and you listen. You know what I might do is. Uh oh. I have a, I have a lot of leftover trick or treat candy. Oh, that would be nice if you put it in Christmas little bags, Harry. No. No, it would still be in the in a bowl. It's still, it's still in a bowl. <laughs> you know, a whole bunch of candy that my kids take as they come in and out the house. Still. <laughs> uh, oh, that that worked. <laughs> Listen, yeah. my girlfriend in uh in Louisiana was she dug out because she lives in a big giant house, like kitchen. So she was pulling out all her Christmas or stuff. And Harry, next to the Christmas was to steal the 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 uh, bowl of Halloween candy. So she drew a circle around it to point out in a picture. This is Halloween candy. <laughs> Next to all the Christmas Santas and the angels. I was like, listen, you can't get rid of that stuff. I stick it in the freezer and get it ready for next year. Uh, yesterday here, they had um, somebody brought in these huge, huge milk chocolate bars. Are you in the office? Yeah, I'm in the office. Um, So it was like, I, I, it's like people who are afraid to even approach those bars. They were so huge. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you know, who? what are these bars? And they're like, oh, we don't know who brought it, but yeah, we don't know if we should open it. I'm like, just put it in the middle of the table and, you know, everybody here will eat it. Yeah, just, you know, you know what you do? Slam it on the table, let it break up, and then open it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what you do. I mean, I, I can't eat it, so... I'm good, but because you know Saturday and Sunday, I'll I'll cheat. Well, I shouldn't say cheat. I'll, I'll yeah, don't say indulge. cheat. Stop using that language. Yeah, yeah, I'll indulge a little. Yeah, because you got the point. So stop yeah, saying yeah. cheat. <laughs> oh, let me tell people, I'm Babs Rose Ivy. Oh, that's Harry Joe's. 
Droz, welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. <laughs> in case you're just tuning in for the first time. And like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what is this foolishness? What's going on? Uh, Harry, I got some really good news yesterday. You know, Reverend Barber is coming to the Yale Divinity School. I heard. Harry, I am so, I mean, you know, I'm applying to the Divinity School. And, uh, you know, I really would like to do the two-year MAR program, Master in Arts and Religion. But I don't know. To spend time with him, I might... I might consider a three-year bid, <laughs> you know, to, for the Masters in Divinity. You know, I don't, I don't want to preach nothing, but I, I like to spend time with him, learning under him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could become a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? As you are, you're on the radio every day. <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah. I, right know, I, don't, the... <laughs> I don't have the calling. I'm going to punch the hell out of people. How, how, you know, how do you get the call? Do you have to actually hear something from this I, guy? I, think you, I do think you have to hear. I, I don't know what you hear. I, I, listen, don't get me to talking about nothing. Because <laughs> I bet a lot of people in California yesterday heard a calling with that 6.5 um. Earthquake. Oh, did they have an earthquake? Right, right off the shore of California. So they were worried about a tsunami. So, Harry, what is the magic number of earthquake Richter scale <laughs> that makes you say, I got to get the hell out of California? What is that number? <laughs> it was like, it's like Florida, right? How many? I mean, remember, <laughs> Florida is built on a swamp, right? Yeah. So how many sinkholes can you have? <laughs> like, what's the, what's the... What is the number of alligators you got to shoo off your property or bears or snakes or iguanas or whatever the hell? Like, what is that breaking point that says, I got to get out of here? But you know what keeps people in Florida, Harry? The weather. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, when I, when, I got, when I got off the plane in Florida, what was it, Friday? Friday you were evening. Like, I could get used to this. It was, it was 81. I know you were like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, no, well, for uh -huh. me, it was too hot because, you know, I had a jacket and I, I wasn't ready for Florida, but I got ready real quick, right? So before I went to the hospital, went to my hotel room, put on my summer gear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. It, I was like, I'm ready for this. It was crazy over there. I mean, I, I can't believe December and. People are just hanging out in the street like that. At the beach? And, I don't know, Harry. I mean, I, I get it. I get the allure of that. Yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, I, I guess when we come too, back but... here and it's like 20 degrees, you're like, oh, my God. I mean, me too. I get it, but I could only get it for about a week. And then you're like, I'm over then I'm, it. I'm done. I can't be in the heat all the time. It's like. It's okay if your air can always, if you stay inside, you're good. <laughs> but who's going to stay inside in Florida? I don't know what the happy meet. I got to find a place where the weather is nicer. I guess that's another country. 
Because I don't know where you could be in America where the weather, San Diego, San Diego, but that's California. Yeah, that's California. So yeah, no. mm-hmm. you could get eaten up by the earth anytime. But actually, oh, gracias. What is that, Christmas card? Christmas cards. Looked like you got money. Was there a Christmas party yesterday or the other day? Well, it was yesterday. But, you know, I didn't know about it. I was here. I knew about it, but I when I looked at my account, I was like, I was on my way to get my nails done. Got my nails done. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, there was a Christmas party. This one o'clock. I felt, I felt bad because it was the Secret Santa. Oh. But it was a different type of Secret Santa. Um where everybody just brought a generic gift and, and then you picked out of a hat, you know, the order of gifts or whatever. So, but, um, you know, Paul's like, oh, no, I brought something for both of us. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not taking anything because I didn't bring anything. So. Harry, that's not how that works. That's how it works for me. So. I know, but it's not about you. <laughs> you mess, you're messing up the flow of what people have said. This is what we want to do. I know. Nobody was expecting you to bring a gift. You had death in your family. So but you know, I just like they were including you because they understood your situation. So why can't you just respect <laughs> that? I don't I don't understand why you have to insert your own self into a narrative that has very little to do with you. See, people are probably wondering, man, Babs screams at Harry a lot. But I love when Babs goes into mother mode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but she's like, uh, major loss. I don't think you were thinking, oh, uh, fly to Florida, make sure my mother's all right, bury my brother. Oh, yeah. And Christmas shop for the office grab bag. <laughs> I know. You can't. And, and by the way, shoulders. by the way, I didn't answer any phone call. Or anything while I was gone. So the only person I responded to was um, Nora, because you know she needed help show. with the station. But you know, so I, I, I sent you messages. I wasn't expecting you to respond though. Like I just no, wanted no. you to know I was thinking about you. Yeah, and I appreciate everybody who who reached out. I just didn't at the time. I didn't have the bandwidth to actually respond i mean i I don't usually have the bandwidth right babs (laughs) (laughs) on on good days (laughs) a good day (laughs) so yeah the the worst day was the the first day i when i landed in florida that there was um some problems here with the station and and la voz and all that stuff that was the worst having like 20 phone calls and knowing I had to respond, <laughs> even though I was sitting right outside the hospital room. But yeah, but everything went well. Well, you, you know, you had, your focus is on a lot of things and yeah, that's just what it is. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. So, you know. But um, yeah, so I thank, thank, I was going to say, thank God or thank whoever's God, you know, whatever God you worship or follow, that there was no tsunami in California. No. You know, those are those are scary things when it's right uh, off yeah. the shore. 
And people, people have houses built right in the ocean. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, thank God it, it, everything's well. Um, this this holiday, I was just reading the news. I was looking for good news, Babs. Looking for good news, but it's hey, like. I, I don't know if you're looking for good news. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm a I'm gonna throw a flag on that place. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to find good news. I mean, it's not that. hard to find good news. Scientists scientists are saying that our oh, magnetosphere <laughs> was rocked by a coronal mass ejection. That's that's what I've been talking about, right? That <laughs> it, you could you can lose all the electricity on the earth because the sun spits out a couple of things. Harry, Harry, it is the Christmas season. <laughs> Find me a Christmas I'm trying. Story. It's insane. Stop or, bringing me. The world is close to its end. Or That's Biden, not a Christmas story. Or Biden and, and uh, Putin are finally agreeing on something. What? That a nuclear war may be coming. Oh, Harry, that is not a Christmas. I know. Again, that's not, unless Putin and Biden had on Christmas hats. (laughs) Announcing nuclear holocaust is upon us. That's not a Christmas story. I'm trying here, Babs, but (laughs) then all the shootings. We had one yesterday in uh, New Haven. 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And and that's in New Haven around the state. I think around the state there were three yesterday. And so, you know, two two families' lives are ruined because they gotta find out. They gotta find out who did it, Harry. Like these kinds of crimes don't go, you know. I mean, yeah, they rarely I mean, go unsolved, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what's left. Find but, some good news, Harry. There's some good <laughs> stories out there. So good stories. Um, yes, I don't we, know. We've been already accused of not being good. St- we got a, some good stories. It's the Christmas. I mean, it's hard, Babs. All the stories I pulled up are bad ones, so it's kind of hard. I mean, <laughs> chain wielding dad attacks oh, police. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> It's like insane. Oh, but this is an interesting. It's not, I guess it's a bad story, but um, in Germany, um, what hotel is it? There's a hotel that had, you know, that had the biggest aquarium in the world. They they claim to have the biggest aquarium in the world, the big, largest freestanding cylindrical aquarium tank in the world. And it suddenly burst. Oh. So, so <laughs> and I'm sorry. And the good news is what? Well, it's a five. <laughs> well, here goes the good news. It's a five-star Radisson hotel that had <laughs> a huge, you know, aquarium that actually was declared that there was a minor tsunami <laughs> when it burst. Right? So so they thought they lost all the fish. They have 1,500 mm-hmm. rare fish in there. And it turned out, oh, l- listen to how big this aquarium was. 
It was 55 feet high and 38 feet wide. It was a huge tank. Anyway, so they, they were able to save some fish. They found them in the puddles in the street, flopping around, and they were able to gather them and save some fish and take it to the zoo. Um, Harry. So that's a good story. They found they, they saved some fish. I, I don't I didn't. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle, man. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I think you gotta go back and look up the word good story because <laughs> i i think somehow or other uh you missed the listen here's a here's a story employee immediately gives her favorite shoes to a man walking with boxes on his feet. Okay. Now that's that's a good story, Harry. Okay, that's a good story, but and now this, she... This, she was a manager of a Minnesota, Minnesota liquor store, and she was surprised to come back from lunch yesterday to find uh, walking around. Uh, um, the manager came back and found her walking in the store without her, with just her socks on, because she gave her favorite shoes, a pair of purple retro Jordans to a homeless man she saw strapping boxes to his feet. That's good, but now, did they finish the story? Did she strap the boxes to her feet after she gave him? No, she just had her socks on. She was at work. Oh. She worked Where was in, this? A, um, in uh, Minnesota. Oh. Minnesota. So she <laughs> she has to go out and get frostbite herself. Well, she got to get to her car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, geez. You know, there's a an Arctic blast <laughs> right now coming through there. And, and, you know, I've never heard the term bomb cyclone <laughs> so much. There's a bomb cyclone storm that they're worried about. <sighs> I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with these. Could they, well, could they not rename? I don't know if we bomb cyclone existed until like five years ago that they started using it every time. Could they not rephrase everything to make it sound worse? Bomb yeah. cyclone, please. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of good stories. These guys make edible cement from food waste. And you can literally add it to your gingerbread house. Wait, wait. Edible cement? You know, when you make a gingerbread houses, Harry. A pair of Japanese researchers have launched a startup that turns food waste into cement with four times better, better bending resistance. The potential applications are endless. And as well as being potential building material, the cement can produce any kind of simple object like teacups or chairs. Uh, but it also, but it's also edible and aromatic and biodegradable. Okay, so if you're ever hungry, you could chip off some of your building <laughs> and eat it. I think I think this would be good in the apocalypse. <laughs> I know, right? I think this let's would move, work. Let's move to that city, Babs. <laughs> 
this way we get hungry and there's no we're, food. There's no food. We just eat the bu- but then the building falls down, doesn't it? Well, oh well, you know, you you do the streets out of the cement, and this way everybody <laughs> will be fighting for a jackhammer. <laughs> uh, so uh these these kids, Tokyo University, uh Koro Mahida, Machida, and Yuya Sakai are the brains behind Fabula Inc., a project to reduce food waste, help curb global warming, reduce pressure on landfills, and offer a new way of looking at production with their method of turning common types of food waste into cement that's edible and strong. You know, them Japanese don't play around, Harry. <laughs> what are we doing in them? What are our scientists doing, Harry? What are we, what are our slacker scientists doing? You know I, I always say because I've seen I've seen documentaries from the 60s of of these steam engines and stuff that could run cars and the technology never comes to fruition here in America. Right. So it's like, what's going on? Is, does the government just imminent domain everything and don't allow people to actually, you know, make the ideas help people? It's like I the small know. buildings. Right. For for years, we've been hearing, oh, um, we're going to create these small, um, you know, houses, which Elon Musk went and bought one for 50,000. Right. He lives in it. So but OK, that, that's supposed to cure homelessness. But when is it going to cure homelessness? <laughs> when are we going <laughs> to ship this thing? I, I think it's called greed and will. Right, it's greed like greed and political will. I mean, you have to want to help people, Harry. Like you have to, just like, just you know how we have roads. Somebody said, "I think roads is a good idea." Now, I don't know if there was anybody saying, "Harry, I don't think we need roads." <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that conversation was like, Harry. About well, I think we need roads, and somebody says, "Oh, we don't need roads." <laughs> well, it's like if if you look at. The Romans still there's still streets that the Romans built that are still standing. Good, yeah. Right? So, but what did we decide? Oh yeah, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make it so there's potholes everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's no, we, not... don't, we don't want that. We don't need no stinking good roads. <laughs> It's insane. No, we, don't, and, we don't want that. <laughs> and you know, how long has that technology of the the gingerbread house cement you know been around? That thing's probably been thrown into some you you know the in the Raiders of the Lost Ark when they mm-hmm. you looked at the warehouse and they put all the greatest technologies away somewhere. That's yeah. that's where all our technology is in a warehouse. I, I think you might be right about that. Or in somebody's basement. <laughs> you know, somebody's always working on something, Harry. You know, that's somebody a few people know about because they're on the dark web. You you know how the movies go, Harry. They gotta find that guy that's holed up somewhere underground that's been working on this, whatever it is, for 40 years. He knows all the secrets to it. Yeah, it's like um when when Nikola T- Tesla um passed, the government went in and took everything from his safe. Now we haven't seen any of his experiments since then. 
So what did he have in his safe? <laughs> he probably had the cure for everything. <laughs> uh, here's a here's a thought, Harry. Answer this truthfully. More than half of, of adults would welcome a pre-owned gift this Christmas. Okay. Would um, you? I would. If it was a a tech item okay where okay. i could you know do whatever i need to do to refurbish or you know i would welcome something like that um okay will i welcome <laughs> other stuff i don't know only if i need it <laughs> like you wouldn't take a pre-owned bathrobe no because i don't need it <laughs> But if I socks. needed it, socks, no. No. No, stuff that that other people sweat in. <laughs> I prefer not to receive, but if I need it, I would snatch it up, of course. I don't know, Harry. I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I'm going to throw a flag on that play. <laughs> but right, really? I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think I, you could take a pre-owned. I'm I think you to... maybe a vintage sweater or vintage like a something from your youth, like like an eight ball jacket, right? Remember eight ball jackets? Like if somebody gifted you an eight ball jacket, I think you could say yes to that. Yeah, I, I would... don't think you could say yes to anything beyond that. You know, it's hard. It's it's hard to think of. You know, other people sweat. <laughs> stuff but no but willingly <laughs> i would willingly take something i need i wouldn't you know it's like i felt bad yesterday right um tom came into the office with a bouquet of carnations yesterday yes because we decided that we were going to give you flowers and i was like oh wow i, I really appreciate it but i'm not a flower guy now, we know that. We don't care. This was for us. <laughs> we were we weren't interested in what you wanted. But I, but I appreciate it. But then I told Norma, um, here, do whatever you need to do with it. Put it on wherever, the tables and everything. That's what she did. She cut the stems and prettied it up yeah. on the... Yeah, we had this discussion, Harry Bo. I said Harry would like flowers, even though he wouldn't like flowers. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment. And that's it. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I was very thankful. But I feel weird. Yeah, being... I don't care. We don't care how you feel. <laughs> you know you know how we feel, Harry? Happy to give you flowers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We was never thinking about your feelings. We just wanted to give you something to show our feelings for you. That's it. There you go. I don't. There. No matter what we would have given you, you would have had that same. You would have still felt the same. That is true. Because I tell people, don't get me anything. Not because I don't. I don't you don't get to. You don't get to tell people that though. <laughs> but I do. I mean, they no, don't that's why we don't listen to you. That's what I'm saying. They don't listen. No. But I tell them not to because my my wife says I'm the worst 
receiver of gifts, right? So yeah, I don't know why. Why are you the worst receiver? Why? What is that for you? Um, I'm not sure because it's. I just and I don't. I feel like I don't react the way the person who's giving me the gift intends. Well, you probably don't like like this whole flower conversation. <laughs> But I feel Tom horrible. Green didn't go steal them out of a garden. He didn't stop by a little shop, picked them up for a little bit of money, and said, "Please, we want you to know we were thinking about you through your time, through your you time know, of uh, loss." But you know, I I actually feel bad when sometimes I feel bad when people give me gifts because inside my mind, I already I'm already thinking, "Oh, you you're not reacting the way they want." Yeah, you see, know. That's- that's you gotta get on. You have to get over that. We can't. We can't help you with that. <laughs> you know, but even even you know, my lovely wife gives me stuff, and she's like, "Are are you happy with your gift? Are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, I love it. I just don't know how to react." So why don't you just practice that? You know, <laughs> pra- practice your way into when somebody gives you a gift. Like, oh, thank you so much. This is lovely. Just practice. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, I, you, I you're right because I yeah. do it for the girls, my granddaughters, when they give me something. I, I, I love getting gifts, Harry. <laughs> you love getting gifts. <laughs> See, and also, I tell people don't give me a gift, so I don't have to give them a gift. I, I would never say that, Harry. I would never say don't give me. A, you know how much I love gifts. Because <laughs> it's like, like, like right now, right? So. I know in this envelope that Layla gave me with a card, I know she gave me something, a gift card or something. And I feel horrible because now I got to give her a gift, right? No, that's not how that works. Why? For me, it does. She's not expecting that. I know, Harry, but you're just being (laughs) selfish because you're just thinking about your own self. And that's not how that works. Stop you know, thinking about your own self. You're right. You're right. But you know what's funny is I don't shop apps. If I tell what? Karen, if I tell Karen, <laughs> well, you know, I, I shop for my granddaughters, to be honest, right? So yeah, them I over I overdo it every every occasion that a gift mm. is called for. <laughs> I always overdo it. I can't help it. Um, but like if I tell Karen, oh, um, you need to get this person and this person, because she'll do it. Because I, I don't want to give a gift where I have to think about it. Does that make sense? Because I think to myself, well, oh, this is too intimate. This is too intimate. Everything, I everything. Like if I'm shopping for somebody here in the office, I'll go, oh, this is too intimate. Oh, this is hey, you know, you are exhausting. <laughs> I am. I was like, I don't <laughs> I am because I'm always worried about the message I'm sending. I don't that's exa- you spend a lot of time in your own head, man. Get out of your own head. You're right. That's just you're crazy, man. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Karen says. She's like, oh my god, relax. That's just crazy. Let it go. She goes, just let me buy. Just just like you would think just let me buy i'm like thank god and that person is like i wasn't even wanting anything from you i just want you to know i appreciate your presence your pleasant pleasant 
I appreciate your presence on this planet. You, you know, go into a whole thing. <laughs> you're right. It's like yesterday, Nora and Laura gave me a gift because they were like, you know, my condolences and, and how much you mean to us. And I'm like, hmm. I say, you know, I don't give hugs. I receive hugs plenty of times. People hug me. I don't usually hug back because I got issues. <laughs> but I said, I'm going to actually give a hug this time. <laughs> and, and Nora was like, oh, so you're giving a hug? I'm like, yes, this time. But you know how I am, Babs. You know. I do. You know. The world is oh, look. The world is still standing. If you remember, my favorite moment was when there was an issue here at the office that somebody <laughs> needed comfort. <laughs> and I locked myself in the studio. <laughs> and thank God Babs came to the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to hug that person and everything. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, thank God for Babs. Oh my God. I didn't know what to do. I, I actually locked myself in the studio. I, Harry literally was <laughs> frozen. <laughs> right? I didn't know what was happening to him. I was like, what's wrong? Why, why are you freaking out? Like, what is going on with you? Babs was like, well, why can't you just comfort? Babs was like, why can't you just comfort somebody? I'm like, I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to do it, Babs. And then Harry just moved out the way. He like disappeared. It's too big an issue. I made it all about me. Uh, as you are doing about all these things, you know, part of part of um, part of being human, Harry, is allowing other people to be human too. You know, part of being uh, uh, part of being in love is allowing other people to be in love too well right so i mean i just is it's still a, it's a childhood drama thing yeah but that, you're grown up now i know but <laughs> I, I i never was able you know it was the never let them see you sweat situations um mm -hmm. I get never, you. never let people see your emotions never show weakness so any type of intimacy is weakness to me unless it's being shared with my family like my granddaughters my wife and stuff like that so it's just yes yeah, it's, it's an issue with me still yeah i see it but here's the thing i'm gonna offer you and i learned this a good while ago um that vulnerability is really the key to happiness Vulnerability is the key to when you stand in vulnerability, when you say, I'm going to deliberately and willingly open myself up to the goodness, the graciousness, and the love of people and the way they feel, it's better for your life is better. Let down the Harry, tear down the inner walls. Cause that's really, you know what the Course in Miracles says? The Course in Miracles says. It is not your job to seek for love. It is your job to tear down all the barriers to love. That makes That's sense, it. Babs. It does. And you've done that on a lot of levels. I, I mean, you've been happily married for 30-something years. And you made a conscious decision to, like, 
whatever your behavior was, you removed those barriers so that you and your wife could move as a unit. Right? So that you did That's that. Correct. You and you decided I'm not going to raise my children with the baggage of what my parents gave me. You consciously thought about this and did that. I mean, you did that. I have. And you become a better father. I mean, your children are good examples a, a, of having a, better, a father that was present. Yeah, I've become a better everything by. Yes. By actually being present and also holding myself accountable for everything. Yeah, so holding yourself less accountable and hold yourself more open. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's the openness. Look, I, I realize I'm blessed. I, I love the people I work with, but letting them know like, like individual intimacy that's the hardest part you know yeah but. it's supposed to be hard because <laughs> <laughs> when, when you do it you'll savor it all the more because then you'll feel like you know what i worked hard at like this. like like you know like i said i'm not a hugger but i could tell some people wanted to hug me and they know what to do yeah because themselves because you don't open that space for people right Right. I just kicked the door in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm hugging you, Harry. I don't, you know what? <laughs> right. And you have to be like that, basically, with me. <laughs> because, yeah, I kind of, I'm standoffish a little. So, <clears throat> But I appreciate everything and everybody. They know. They know. They're going to show it every now and again, Harry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're gonna show, like they know what how you are, but they're still gonna like, you know what? I'm still gonna show you, Harry. Yeah. That you mean you mean this much to us. That's just how it goes. I'm just saying. Oh, you see, we did we said we did some gr- good Christmas talk then. But... <laughs> oh. I, I don't I don't know if it's Christmas talk, Harry. <laughs> Considering, <laughs> considering all the stories that got pulled up, <laughs> I need you to work. I need you to work a little bit harder. By the end of the week, Harry, I want to leave this year with a sense of good stories. Good stories. I'm gonna. So we work got on from that. now until what are we? Are we shut down Friday, Thursday? Friday. When are we sh- Friday. So Friday. we shut down Friday. So by Friday, we should have really good stories. <laughs> And we can't rely on Paul because Paul's not doing word on the street for the next couple of days because, you know, he's out there chasing, um, well, um, you know, um, you know, leads and stuff. Paul is, so. Paul is going to be doing his own word on the street, to, you know, Wednesday. So, yeah, he, he'll, he'll inform us Thursday how that went. Um, <laughs> but but I just want to read you all the titles, just the titles. So we're not going to go into the stories. Uh-oh, of everything uh-oh. I got pulled up, right? So, oh, Lord have mercy. Right? So the, the, dev- the devastating shockwave, the coronal mass ejection, right? <laughs> <laughs> then, what was that? Chainsaw I, I, don't wield- think, I don't think you can help yourself. <laughs> right. Chainsaw wielding that. Oh, Lord. Right? The gigantic aquarium that burst. <laughs> Russian TV warns that <laughs> That the Russian troops will march on Washington. 
Those people are crazy. <laughs> Respiratory illness in Connecticut on the rise. Large aggressive shark seen feeding on snorkeler. Oh my god. <laughs> Deadly snake on a plane. Ooh. That you see that some movies are real. You see Samuel Jackson. <laughs> All right, this is the last day we're gonna run through these kind of stories. Wait, look, North Korea threatens a military attack against Japan. Oh god. You know, if they put up that biodegradable edible cement. I wonder if that could shut down bullets and stuff. Well, you know, if you put if you put that up, the poor North Korean hungry troops might just go and eat. Yeah. That might win the war. (laughs) That's right. So, oh, we got to go over that. We'll go over this tomorrow. Um, There's new Connecticut laws that take effect on January 1st. Oh. So we'll go over that tomorrow. But um, so. Putin and, and Biden agreeing on nuclear war. Oh, thank God they're finally agreeing on something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are they agreeing that nuclear war is bad? No, no, no. That is a possibility. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and of course, this one is good news, Babs. Now, I want to tell Lord. you this works. This works. Oh. The surprising hack that keeps mice awake. Um, is putting peppermint all around your house. Peppermint. Now, this worked for me with when the neighbors brought roaches. The secret ingredient to all of the bug spray I was buying, I added peppermint oil to all of the bug spray. Okay. And and sprayed it all over, and all the roaches disappeared. I, you know, I hear I hear that. I used to put peppermint candies down. That didn't work. So now I guess peppermint oil is the thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that that that's good news for anybody having issues with rodents or even pests, any pests. They hate the peppermint smell. So. Okay. Okay. See, I had a good story, man. That that that's I don't I don't I don't know if that qualifies. Well, <laughs> I did give you a Christmas miracle with the aquarium. They were able to save a few, a handful of fish. That's a Christmas miracle. Oh, okay. Fifteen hundred fish. Harry, Harry, you got what is today? Tuesday. You got Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to up your your game. I got some work. I don't want to hear a damn thing about nuclear. I don't want to hear unless Putin has thrown up the white flag. I don't want to hear nothing about. Putin. I, I, I try to figure. I'll try to figure that out. You know what is good news? Um, somebody's. I got. I found somebody to do coquito. Oh. For you know, so I'll have coquito for my my daughter and the people who drink in my family. Um, and but you know what? For anybody what? out there who does who doesn't know anybody who does coquito, but Cardi. Yeah. No, Picardi actually is coming out with, came out with their own coquito mix. The you know they're stealing the Puerto Rican coquito, yeah, st- but stealing is the right word. So so they have their own Bacardi coquito. So anybody who can't find somebody to make it for you, go in. I need buy. a vegan coquito. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, I need a dairy-free cookie. Yeah, it's vegan. I need yeah, a vegan that's plenty. Cookie, that's though. plenty of of that. Marquisha and I've been threatening to make one. Maybe I'll make one for our annual New Year's Eve um shindig. Yeah, just just go on YouTube. There's plenty of Puerto Ricans showing you their mix. Everybody has a little different. I have to use a good rum though. I can't use that janky ass Bacardi. Sorry, Bacardi. <laughs> I mean, if you want to sponsor us, I'll drink it. But no. There you go. If you want to sponsor us, we'll drink the coquito on air. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess it's time to go. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Not yet. We got a few more minutes before we, um, you know, I have a guest this morning. You saw my. Oh, that's I right. Know, yeah. I've got um young man, um, Tyler Smith, who is uh, the CEO of uh, Alpha Capital. And they he does this thing. He made a fortune off of. um. What is that? What is that called, Harry? I, uh, oh gosh, I gotta look it up. Um, but he's, uh, he's 26 years old. He's from, uh, the New Haven area and, uh, he's quite successful. And, uh, and he is, he's, uh, one of these cats that made a fortune off of, uh, oh, what is it called? Something uh, like, you know, how you buy your houses online. Okay, so what what is he doing? Flipping houses or no? You know what? You know if you go online, you want to sell your house, you go online, and uh, you uh... <clears throat> talking about that. You know, um, taxes in Waterbury practically doubled. It's insane! What are they doing? Oh, <laughs> my real estate taxes. Oh, really? Waterbury. What is going on? Yeah. Don't they know that we're uh, in a recession? Help us out. No, no we're, not in a, we're not in a recession. But, you know, people are just, no, we're not technically in a recession. People are imagining that. You know, you say it enough. You say stuff enough and people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's not true. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are just regurgitating foolishness. Well, uh, but anyway, people. this young man is, Oh gosh! No, I see. He, it's a it's a term he's for him. He's young. He's twenty six, and uh, um, in less than three years, his firm has grown and spread into several sectors: wholesale cash buying, build to rent, property management, institutional investing, portfolio sales, and uh, alpha and alpha actions, which is his his new nonprofit arm. Uh, you know to 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 help. You know where help is needed, like uh, you know what nonprofits do. So I'm I'm very interested in him. So yeah, you know he has a an article he wrote for LinkedIn here. Oh, I'm glad you found that. Alpha Capital pushes investing as antidote to bank inertia. So yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, interesting. You know, I, I, I'm all for innovation, Harry. You know, as long as it doesn't rip people off, I'm for it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. As long as it's not 2008 all over again. Yeah, as long as it's not a scam or a hustle and, and people are unwitting, unwittingly, unwittingly, you know, divorced of their money and their capital. Uh, I'm here for, for innovation in housing, buying and housing people. And, 
you know, so he's going to come on. He's going to talk about, you know, uh, you know, what he does and how he does it and why he does it. So, so I'm interested in hearing about it. You know, a little, little end of the year capitalistic thought. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. <laughs> so, so I know we're going to take a break. We'll come back and, uh, and we'll be talking to uh, the talented Mr. Tyler Smith, you know, from uh, New Haven. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be talking to him. So, you know, right. I think he's my only guest this week. My only guest. Uh, I wanted to get him in before the end of the year. And uh, so yeah, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna play Harry. Gonna play all the whatever we're gonna play, and then some Christmas music. <laughs> Christmas music. We uh, Harry Belafonte. I heard the bells on Christmas Day is about to play. Listen, um, we're here for it. Yeah, and um. You know, for those on Facebook, just look for the link. We're going to restart the stream. So, but, but everybody on the radio, we're right here. <laughs> we ain't going yeah, nowhere. Baby. Listen to that Christmas music. We'll be right back. You're listening to Love, Babs, Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. <laughs> the words repeat of peace on earth go. As now this day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rung so long the unbroken song of peace on earth, good will to men.
got stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. Poor Santa Claus. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney. He won't come back, I fear. There he was in the middle of the chimney, roly-poly, fat and round. There he was in the middle of the chimney, not quite up and not quite down. Santa, please come back to my chimney, back to my chimney, back to my chimney. Santa, please come back to my chimney. You can come back here. Cause Daddy made a brand new chimney just for you this year. Oh, Ella is a little girl who's trying to be good. Why, just last Christmas Eve, she waited up for Santa to drop by. But I nearly missed him, and here's the reason why. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. Claus got stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney, he won't come back, I fear. There he was in the middle of the chimney, roly-poly, fat and round. There he was in the middle of the chimney, not quite up and not quite down. Santa, please come back to my chimney, back to my chimney, back to my chimney. Santa, please come back to my chimney, you can come back here. Cause Daddy made a brand new chimney just for you this year. Santa Claus, come on down the chimney, please come back, Christmas men won't be boys, playing with bombs like kids play with toys. One warm December, our hearts will see a world where men are free. Someday at Christmas there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for When we have found what life's really worth There'll be peace on earth Someday all our dreams will come to be Happy morning, people 
the stairs to have a peep. She thought that I was tucked up in my bedroom, fast asleep. Then I saw Mommy tickle Santa Claus underneath his beard, so snowy white. Got it. Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I have the pleasure of talking to Tyler Smith. Do you know he's the CEO of Alpha Capital? I'm going to learn all I can about iReal real estate today. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, the fabulous Babs. How's it going? <laughs> it's going well. So you are 26 years old. You're the CEO of one of the fastest growing iReal estate companies in the country. How did you do this? Listen, hard work, hard work. That's what it comes down to. You know, thank God that, uh, you know, everything works out the way it does. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to how bad do you want something and what are you willing to do to get there? And, uh, you know, I just kind of made that commitment and uh, we're still going after it. So. So how did you know this is what you were called to do? How did I mean, you know you wanted to do this? Because you're 26. I mean, listen, I've always realized, I've always known that like I wanted to run my own business. I've always wanted to get into business. And it was funny because I didn't realize that this is what I wanted to get into until I was like really exposed to it. But now looking back, even when I was like 11 years old going on field trips, I'd look through my, my, my picture book and I was taking pictures of buildings and I didn't realize it. But it's just so funny that like when you look back at that, like that's like the trajectory of like that was what I was interested in. But when I was 19, I, you know, I was going through college and, uh, you know, I was putting myself through school and they eventually said, hey, no more student loans. Thank God I was a hustler. You always working. And I hired a mentor. They showed me about real estate. And then from there, the rest was history. So what did your parents say? Like, did your parents say, 
I hear this idea or I hear this concept. You know, it's pretty controversial because, you know, people are like, go to school, get a good <laughs> education. And, you know, obviously I ended up dropping out after two years only because, you know, I couldn't get those student loans. But, you know, at first, you know, they were concerned as every, you know, parent would or family. They're like, oh, well, what are you doing? What are you going to do now? Like, but, you know, once I started getting some success, they were like, oh, wow, like it's a real thing. Because like when I first started this business, they were like, I've never heard of wholesaling real estate. I've never heard of that. You know what I mean? So I don't know like, where to go. Also, but... like, what are you doing? Is this yeah, a yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, the thing that I saw was like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know about that, blah, blah, blah. But the way that I saw was like, hey, other people are doing it. And if other people are doing it, then so can I. And okay. I don't care who's saying I can or can't or whatever, you know, at least if I can believe that, like, I can do it, you know, that's why it matters at the end of the day. You know, because a lot of times also, like, when you're starting an entrepreneurial journey, you get a lot of pushback from friends and family. Yeah. Because they care about you, right? Yeah. And they don't know what they don't know, right? So they're yeah. acting in good faith. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, like if you're confident in what you're chasing and if you believe in it, then I think you should just go for it. And as long as you kind of have the right mm -hmm. mindset and mentality behind it, like you could achieve anything that you want to do. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to like self-talk, you know, and, and, you know, almost mm -hmm. talking yourself into it. So, so the moment that you realized real estate was the way to go, what was that like? Well, I mean, the, 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 the moment I realized was when I closed my first deal, you know, cause obviously I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. And then I closed another deal and I was like, oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it kind of <laughs> kept going. I was like, yep, that's it. This is, this is, this is it, you know, but also I, the reason why I like it is because, you know, I'm a people person, right? I love connecting with people. I love talking to people and within real estate, you know, it was a different uh, scenario every day, right? From like, what's going on with these people? How can I help them? Right? Like going from house to house to house. Like it was, I have ADHD. So like it was, yeah, yeah. It, it always kept me going. And that's what I really loved about it because it was always something new, right? And there was always people you could help. And there was always like different situations that you can insert yourself into. And I think that's what kind of really got it sold. And obviously once that first check hit, I was like, okay, now I know. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're doing this, when you're, when you're, first, when you're starting out, and I think you're still relatively new at this, but um, is it because you are a Gen Xer and you're nimble around technology and you're not fearful of, of the future? Like what, what is the secret sauce? I think ultimately it's your why, right? Because like, it doesn't matter if you're old or young or whatever, you know, look at Grant Cardone. He's, you know, he's, he's older, you know, he's, I think he's almost you know, 68, almost 70. Right. But he's probably one of the most influential people on social media when it comes to real estate. Right. So I think it really just comes down to like, what's your why. Right. And if your why is strong enough, then you're going to figure the rest out. You know what I mean? Like you can learn anything on Google, right. If you want to learn how to text market blast people, if you want to learn how to direct send direct mail paces, if you want to do learn how to do anything, it's at your fingertips. But I think ultimately it's like, comes back to like, what's your why? How bad do you want it? And regardless if you're young or old or familiar with technology or not, like if you're committed to figuring it out, like you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I've been paying attention to the real estate market. You know, the pandemic has caused people to sort of freak out and want to leave cities and leave populated places and buy property. So how do you, how do you 
How do you weather the ebb and flow of a market that is constantly changing? I think it comes down to being able to pivot, right? Like understanding what's going on in the market and being able to move with it, right? Because like at the end of the day, if you're doing the same thing over and over and over and that thing stops working and you're still trying to do it over and over and over, you're going to hit that wall, right? But if the tides shift and you shift with it, then like that's how you're ultimately going to find success, right? You have to be able to pivot when things do hit the fan right? Like when interest rates go through the roof, when COVID hits, right? You have to figure out how, okay, how do I navigate through this, right? What is the pivot? Like, how can I move with the flow based off of like what's coming in my direction, right? And I think that's kind of like where the success comes from, because if you can't like move with your environment and what's going on, like you're going to kind of almost get like trapped, right? Like, if I'm still trying to do the same thing that I was trying to do six months ago when interest rates were at 3%, you know, like, let me give you an example, right? So I was flipping a ton of houses. I think last year I flipped over like 25 houses, right? And now with the rising interest rates, the uh, it's now shifting towards a seller's market, right? Before it was a buyer's market, you know, multiple offers on the table, you know, people bidding 20, 30K over ask, right? And that was because the money was so cheap that they were able to pay more. Now that the money is way more expensive, they're not able to pay that. So now how does that affect my business, right? I'm not flipping certain, certain houses, right? I'm not going to flip a house that's worth over 500 grand because I know that the interest rates on those houses are going to be a lot more, uh, a lot larger than a $200,000 house, right? So when it comes to flipping houses, it's like, you know, I was flipping $200,000 houses. I was flipping a million dollar house, but you know, that's kind of what it is, is it's like taking consideration of like what your environment is, what's going on, and then make a plan that kind of moves with that. So now instead of flipping houses from 200 to a million, I'm only focusing on houses 500,000 and below, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's like a, a, an example of, you know, when the market or the environment changes, like how are you going to change with it to make sure that you could still reach success within your business? So how do you, how do, so Tyler, how do you gauge success? Do you gauge it every day? Do you gauge it quarterly? Like what's the definition for you? And how you do know, you I know think, you got it? I mean, I think everybody's <laughs> definition of success is different, right? Because, you know, for me, I think the way that I gauge success is like, how big of an impact am I making? How many people am I influence? You know, like how many people are we helping? Obviously, like how big is the portfolio? All that kind of stuff. But I think success isn't only just about money. I think it's also about like lifestyle and family and, you know, you know, you know, using your time the way you want to use your time. Right. Because like one person might define success as becoming a billionaire. Right. Another person might define success as making one hundred thousand dollars and be able to spend time with their family and not have to worry about paying bills and having that, you know, having that that income, you know, so like. Success is different from other people. For, 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 for different people. But like, for me, I think it's just like the way that I gauge my success on a yearly basis is where was I last year and where am I now? Right. And what have I done to incre increase like my business, my portfolio, my, my habits, my family, you know, my habits, all that kind of stuff. And I think um, that's ultimately how I kind of gauge it. It's just, you know, just how, how much progress are we making? How many people are we impacting? How much, you know, What's going on? You know, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think that kind of sums it up. Everyone's a little bit different though. I, I like it. I, I, I could, I could get with that. So when you think about 
where you want to be and where you want your company to go. Because I was I'm reading up on you and uh, and thank thank Greg Walsh for uh, for the wonderful PR and the background information. I appreciate it greatly. Um, so it, it, you know, Alpha Capital has created a, a nonprofit branch of itself, yeah, or, or a part of itself. So so tell me a little bit about how does that fit into the to the scope of what you're doing. So that's called Alpha Actions. And basically what we want to do is kind of give back to the communities every quarter. This uh, quarter, we're actually doing a toy drive. We're doing uh, impacting 40 families, $250 per family for, you know, kids that need toys, that need clothes, that need stuff that, you know, maybe we'll go without of it. And I think like the goal with that is, is that we can make a huge impact within the community and help people that need to be helped. But also I think it's important to realize that like success isn't just about having successful business and making money, but it's also about like, how many people can we help? How can we give back? How can we, you know, impact other people to kind of follow that same trajectory of like, Hey, I want to be successful so I can go and do that same thing. And I think ultimately it's important to realize that like, regardless what level of success that you're at, like it's super important to turn back around and help the next person up. And I think that's kind of what alpha actions is. That's the reason why we did it is because we want to be able to help others who maybe wouldn't have gotten that help or, you know, otherwise, you know, and as we continue to build it out, we're going to obviously start, you know, you know, education and, you know, continue to do the nonprofit stuff and meetups and everything. But I think ultimately, like, it's just important to remember to give back, even, you know, once you reach a level of success where, you know, you don't have to really worry about it anymore for yourself. Right. I think at that point, that's when you can turn around and help that next person up and, you know, mm-hmm. help those who might not otherwise have it. Now you seem like you have a, you have a very dynamic personality and I can imagine you teaching what you know. Has that crossed your mind to have a real estate academy or, or, a, or wealth building academy or prosperity academy? Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you're yeah. young enough where people could sort of, young people would gravitate towards you because they could see themselves in you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I could see myself that. in you. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely have thought about it. And it is definitely something that's probably getting closer and closer. You know, over the past couple of years, I've kind of just focused on, you know, helping myself and, and kind of getting to that success because ultimately, like, how are you supposed to help others if you can't help yourself? Right. And and you know, I'm finally at the point, I'm at the point now where like I can go back and kind of help those people, right? And that's what we're starting to do. So we had our first uh our uh, real estate meetup in November, we had like 120 people show up. We had really great feedback from it. It was a really great networking event. And moving forward, you know, I definitely want to help people, right? Because that's how I got started. I, I got a mentor, right? That's how I got started. And I think it's important, like I said, once you get to a certain level, like turn back around and help that next person up. So like, I think like uh, a course, um, some type of mentorship will definitely be something that will happen in the near future. But I'm also, you know, growing my real estate portfolio. And I'm at the point where I'm starting to consider to let people invest with me, right? So you can also, you can, you can learn from me, right? But you could also invest with me and make really good returns on your money. So, you know, that definitely is in the pipeline for 2023. Um, it's just a matter of making that happen and putting it out there. But I definitely think that I could bring a lot of value um, mm. to a bunch of people. So when you talk about people investing with you, that's a level of trust that I think you have to gauge for yourself. Like you just can't let anybody at, at the table. 
Absolutely. hundred percent. And I think ultimately like the people that we want to work with are the ones that kind of have that like, uh, that like-minded attitude, that like-minded thinking, right. And that want to set up, you know, maybe generational wealth, wealth or create passive income that have a positive attitude that, you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like those type of people. But I think ultimately you, there's two sides of the trust, right? You have to trust me, right? But I also have to trust that I want to work with you, right? So when it comes to trusting me, I have just under 150 units in my portfolio that I own 100% with no investors, right? And I've done these deals full cycle. So I can show you the deals I've done. I can show you the returns I've made. I can bring you into my office. I can show you my team. I can let you meet my property managers, my maintenance crew. I can let you walk my properties, right? So I think when it comes down to like experience, I got that. I've done it. I'm doing it, right? And now I'm at the point where it's like, hey, I've created that success. I've seen these returns, right? And I see what the potential is. And now the reason why I want to let other people in is so we can go bigger, right? Like I can continue and do what I'm doing and buy these 20 unit buildings, 30 unit buildings, but I'm trying to buy hundred unit buildings, 200 unit buildings. And in order to do that, I have to join arms with like-minded individuals who believe in the vision and we, we take that down together. And I think that's kind of like that next, that next level up is, 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 is creating a massive portfolio of wealth for not only myself, but for everybody else who wants to get involved as well. So talk to me about the next level, Tyler, because it sounds like the next level is more of whatever it is you're doing. Uh, but are there, are there some other long held dreams that you'd like to push or expand into? I mean, my goal is 10,000 units right? That's how many I want to own. Um, I think when I started this business, ultimately, I want to create something bigger than myself, right? That impacts people across the board. Um, and I think like having a real estate fund is something that can do that, right? Because that can help set people up for generational wealth and, you know, take their money out of the stock market and, you know, all this crypto craziness going on, you know, and put it into something that, is predictable and almost almost guaranteed, right? The reason why I love real estate is because you could put it in a stock or bond, it can go up, down, sideways, you don't really know, right? When you put your money in real estate, it's more, it's, listen, everything's a risk, but it's a calculated risk, right? At the end of the day, people always need a place to live, right? At the end of the day, in the past 60 years, rent has gone up year over year, right? And it's a safe bet that it's gonna continue to go up, especially with inflation going on, right? And the way that I look at this is a property is worth what it produces in income. So the longer you hold the property, the more the income is going up, which means the more that the property is worth, right? And that's why I love real estate because it's more of a calculated risk uh, investment strategy as opposed to like, hey, yeah, I'm just gonna go put my money in Tesla or Twitter or whatever other company and, and I hope it does well, I don't know right? Unless you're like an expert and you, you know, you got, you know, you know what you're looking for, right? But 99% of people don't, right? 99% of people are just like putting their money in and, and hoping for the best, right? But with real estate, and we have the track record to back it up, like this is a guaranteed route to success and wealth, right? If you do it right, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is if you do it right. And I think we've proved that you like, that we know what we're doing and we can do it. And I think now we're at the point where it's like, I'm comfortable letting other people in on it too, because the reason why I built up the portfolio to where I did myself is because if I make a mistake with my money, fine, no big deal, <laughs> right? Sucks, but no big deal. Now I make a mistake with your money. That's no joke, right? Yeah. And I think that's why I've gotten to this point. So now, you know, we have everything built out. We have the team in place and now it's just 
comes down to aligning ourselves with like-minded individuals, you know, that want to, you know, that want to invest in real estate, that see that long-term vision. And I think we have the team to bring these deals to the table, right? I got, you know, right now I got 20 guys out here banging the phones, looking for deals for us to acquire. So like the opportunity is there. And I think now it's just building that pipeline and, and kind of putting all these pieces in place. And then from there, the sky is the limit. Now, I mean, you you did mention you you did mention that you 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 are able to pivot, but how do you deal with outright loss? Like, how do you deal with outright disappointment and outright failure? You just got to eat it. Listen, it is what it is. But I think, yeah, no, really, and that's 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 the honest truth, right? And like, listen, I take I take L's, I lose money, right? I fail at stuff. Deals fall apart. Deals die. I lose, you know, sellers like. I have a deal right now that, you know, I love the deal. I've been working for two years and I might lose it. Right. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, what really matters is like, how do you roll off of that L? How do you roll off of that failure? Right. Do you say, oh, I couldn't do it and then give up? Or do you like, why did I fail? I failed because of this, or I didn't close this deal because of that. And it's like, now next time I know that like, I'm going to make sure that I don't make that mistake again. So I think the important thing to understand is that you are going to fail right? You are going to make mistakes. You are going to take mm. losses, but it's even more important to know that it really comes down to how you handle those and how you roll off of that. And like what lessons you take out of that and implement in your day-to-day moving forward, right? Because a lot of people will take that L and then just kind of feel bad for themselves, but get out of your own way. Take, take, take your loss, figure out why you took the loss and then make sure that you use that information so you don't do it again. Mm. So talk to me about the things that you have to pay attention to as the CEO. Are you paying attention to politics? Are you paying attention to the global global leverage? Are you paying attention to what's going on in neighborhoods? Are you paying attention to equity and inclusion? Like, what are you paying attention to? So I think that, you know, honestly, like, as a CEO of a company, you have to pay attention to a lot, obviously, like economic factors and what's going on with the world, but also like internally, like, Hey, how much are we spending? How much are we making? You know, what's going on with the employees? What are they doing? Why are they not here? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that go into it, but I think like one of the things that I focus on is like, what's going to move the needle, right? Cause I could focus on what everybody else is doing, but is that really going to make me move further? I don't think so. Right. If I'm spending all my time thinking about what other people are doing and worrying about what other people are doing, right? Like that takes away from me. Right. So at the end of the day, what I kind of focus on is I focus on things is like, okay, what can I do today, this week, this month to move the needle right closer to where I want to be? Right. So instead of focusing on everything that's going on with the world and all the craziness and everything that's going on, I focus on, hey, what can I do right now to move the needle further? And if it's a job or a task that isn't going to move the needle, outsource it. Let somebody else do that. Right. If you're in the position to do that. Right. But for me, that's kind of what I focus on. So I almost like I pay attention to it, but I don't like spend too much time on it. Like I know what's going on, but I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and spend more than 30 seconds thinking about it. I'm on to the next thing. And I want to focus on like, hey, what can I do to move that needle needle forward, even if it's a little bit. Right. Because day over day over day, if you move forward a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Before you know it, you're going to get exactly where you want to go. Mm. But it, it comes down to day by day. So so who who inspires you? Who are your role model, models? Who do you who do you look to or think about um, for guidance? Like how do you how do you how do you pay attention to somebody who's doing something that 
you're like, you know what? I want to be over there where they are. You know, and I think that's like, I think uh, through life, you know, you're going to have multiple people, right? That you look up to, right? When you're young, maybe it's your, your, your parents, right? Or your grandmother or your grandfather or somebody in, in that, like, in that family tree, right? But I've also realized that, like, as I continue to grow, right, there's always that other mentor that will help you level up. Like, when I got out of college, I hired my mentor, right? I hired my mentor, and that's who I was looking up to at that time. So that means you right? paid somebody? Like, you you gave them your money for their time? How much? 15000 I went down to zero. I went down to zero. But the reason why I did that is because I realized, hey, I would rather pay you this money and learn from all of your mistakes then spend two years trying to figure it out myself because time is way more valuable than money. So if I can pay you a sum of money, even if it's every dollar I had, right, to get to where I want to go significantly quicker, then I'm, I'm down to do that. And as you go through your career and through your life, right, there's going to be that next level, right? So that first mentor I learned from, I got everything I can get out of that, right? And then I passed it. Right. And then I got another mentor and I got everything that I can get out of that. Right. My second mentor was, you know, uh, teaching me about construction. Right. Because obviously with real estate, you have to know how to estimate rehab and know how much stuff costs and what the process is. Right. And that was my second mentor. Right. And then I took everything I can get from him. And then I, I, I passed that. And then it's like, OK, now what? Right. And now I'm at the point where I'm 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 looking to connect with other like fund managers and and stuff and their fee is $50,000 for the year. <laughs> yeah. But if I could take all of their knowledge and all of their mistakes and all of their lessons and pay them for that information and get me from point A to point B significantly quicker, worth it. So you're not afraid to invest in yourself because it Correct. sounds like you're investing in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to be very smart because there's a lot of gurus out there. There's a lot of people that are like, yeah, learn from me. Like I'm doing all this stuff, but it's like, they're really not right. So I think it's really important to pick your mentors. Uh, you know, you have to do your homework on them, you know, make sure they're actually doing what they're saying they're doing, make sure they're actually reaching that level of success that they're claiming to get you to, you know, and if they are, then it's like, Hey, listen, that's someone that you should definitely spend your time with. But if they're just, you know, trying to sell you a course or like, listen, I don't have anything wrong with those. Right. Cause there are like some really good ones. But there's also a lot of really bad ones, you know, <laughs> but I think that's part of it. It's like you have to make sure that you're, you, you know, you look into your mentors and you know who you're learning from and you have to make sure that they're doing it right. Because like I'm not going to take advice from somebody about buying a hundred unit apartment building that's never bought a hundred unit apartment building. Right. Mm. What are you going to tell me about that if you've never done it? Nothing. I like I, you, exactly. You know, but I think that's what it comes down to. So like to answer your question, um, throughout my career, I've had multiple people I look up to. And I think it's just that, like, how you identify that is like, hey, what level do I want to reach and who's there, right? And how do I get in front of that person, right? And then once you get in front of that person, you soak in all their knowledge. And then it's like, okay, who's my next mentor, right? So it's like a never-ending cycle of like, hey, who can I learn from now, right? Who's at that next level that I can pick their brain? Who's at the next level that I can learn from, right? And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. So now are you comfortable being in that role as role model and people coming behind you, looking at you for the same kind of support and information and sharing? 
Absolutely. hundred percent. Listen, I'm an open book, you know, and at the end of the day, like I have an abundance mindset. So like, I think that there's more than enough to go around for everybody. Right. So like, I know a lot of people that are successful. They don't want to share the information. They don't want to help people because they're scared that if they do that, they're going to steal their business. It's not the truth, right? There's more than enough to go around. So I'm the type of person that like, Hey, listen, if I can help you great, I'm more than happy to. You know, and I think that's also why, like, having the mentorship and, you know, investors is like that next phase because, like, I know I can do that. Like, I've led a team of 35 people in here, you know, and, and that's what I have. Everyone kind of looking up to me for guidance and which direction to go and what to do, right? So, like, I've already had that experience. And I think natural progression is now uh, expanding that, right, from 30 people to 300 people or 3,000 people, you know, however big we want to take it, you know? So, with all this success, Tyler, how do you take care of yourself? How do you rejuvenate? How do you replenish? How do you get fresh? And how do you have so, downtime? Yeah, so I think it's super important to uh, make sure you have time for yourself. You know, obviously, when I first got started, you know, I was just going crazy, crazy, like working all day, every day, weekends, nonstop, you know, real estate all day, every day in the restaurant all night. And like, there is going to be that period where you have to grind and you might not have time for yourself. That's okay. Right. <laughs> but like what I told my, my, my wife, fiance or, or girlfriend at the time was, listen, babe, I'm doing this now. So in five years and 10 years, if I don't want to work, I don't have to. Right. If I want to work great, but like I'm working like this now, so I don't have to do it later. Right. And ultimately she understood that, but that's like what it comes down to. But now, right. Now that we've gotten that level of success and we're getting some traction and everything, um, I think it's super important to make time for yourself. Make sure you're, you're, you're having good, healthy habits. Like I wake up every morning, I hit the gym, I go in the sauna, right? And then, you know, I start my day. So having like daily rituals, you know, listening to podcasts, reading, you know, making sure that you're soaking in the right information. Like I recently, you know, my wife made me start binge watching this TV show and we got stuck <laughs> into it for like three weeks. And like, I turn around, I'm like, babe, what are we doing? Like, we're watching this show every day. Like, what are we, like we gotta, we gotta turn this thing off. We gotta stop, right? But, you know, and, and you know, it, it, it's, it's cool. You know I mean? It's good to relax, but I think it's important to make sure that like the time that you're spending your, 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 your time on, the stuff you're spending your time on is like for you. And it's not just like mind numbing activity, like, like putting on a Netflix show and just melting into the couch. You know what I mean? Like that's, Listen, don't get me wrong. Like, that's good. And that's nice. It's important to like have your downtime, but like make sure that like you're filling your off time with like stuff that's going to uh, further you um, both mentally, physically, um, spiritually, whatever it is, just make sure that like you fulfill yourself other than work. Right. Because like work is not everything, you know, obviously everyone wants to be successful and, you know, do all this stuff. But once you get to a certain level, it's like, you have to turn back you have to like, you know, make sure everything else is taken care of too. Make sure you take care of yourself because the last thing you want to do is get burnt out and be stressed and miserable. And then, you know what I mean? It just kind of that seeps out to everyone around you. And, you know, that's just not good. So mm. you try and have that balance. Right. But it's like, it's important to know, like when you first get started, like it's going to be a grind, like it's going to be hard, right? It's not going to be easy. You might not have a lot of time for yourself, but that's, that's a part of the process, right? It's like, what are you willing to do now to get to where you want to go? What are you willing to do now to become who you want to be, right? And if you're willing to go through all that stuff to get there, once you get there, 
hey, it's me time, mm. right? And now I can decide what I want to do. If I don't want to go to work this week, eh, stay home and I'll binge watch Netflix. You know? <laughs> but you got to get to that point. You know what I mean? You got to get to that point. <laughs> so, all right, um, we got a few more minutes. So talk to me, Tyler, about, and, and you kind of alluded to this, but the, the biggest dream, the long-held dream, what's the long game? What's the ultimate game? Um, you know, I don't like, I don't really think it's about money or like assets. I mean, obviously like I want to have a lot of money. I want to have, you know, 10,000 units and all that. But I think like, like what will be fulfilling is knowing that, Hey, I'm providing passive income for tens of thousands of people that's impacting their family. And, you know, and, and I think ultimately that's what it is. It's just making a difference, changing people's lives, you know, impacting people for the better, better and create, like I said, something that's bigger than myself. Right. Because like, if I'm gone and I have 10,000 units, that's going to remain right. And all those people invested are still going to get paid. And they're, that, that asset is just going to keep on cash flowing and like that can change their life. Right. And I think that's ultimately what I want to do is just turn it into something that's so big, so massive that it impacts so many people for the better. And I think that's ultimately what the goal is. Right. And that's also why we created Alpha Actions. Right. Because like, what can we do right now to help people? Right. And that's what it is. And in this time right now, it's getting presents and toys and clothes for kids who maybe wouldn't have it otherwise. I like that. I like that very much. So what's, do you celebrate Christmas? What's Christmas like at your house? Do you have kids? No kids yet. No kids yet. I just got married in October. So probably. Oh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So probably another year or two. Um, but yeah, you know, Christmas is, it's, it's a good time. You know, I don't have the biggest family. So, you know, it's usually a little bit smaller. Um, but I think this year we'll probably go to my wife's side of the family's house and, you know, spend it all with them. Um, obviously still make time for my family too, but we don't really have anything too crazy going on. What are you doing? What are you I, doing I, for Christmas? I'm, I'm spending time with some family and friends. I'm, I got my Jamaican friends. I'm nice. hanging out with some Jewish friends. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Multi, multicultural Christmas. Love it. Amazing. <laughs> I'm I so glad that. I got a chance to talk to you before the Yeah, end. me you too. Are I my love last guest of the uh you're my last guest of the year. And oh, the best for last. You, Let's go. Yes, it's like a high note. I'm so inspired. <laughs> and I want you to come back and talk to me some more about what you're doing. And yeah, let me I'd know love to. like all the things because I, I am just fascinated by. Uh, by your story and your success and that you're a Connecticut grown person, right? Like, oh yeah. Born in New Haven. Yay. And I, <laughs> and I just, and I know after, after this, people are going to want to talk to you. They want to drag you to, to talk to young people. And yeah, I, and I, I already feel it. So I love it. I love it. I'm open for it. You know, listen, Tyler Smith buys building on buildings on Instagram. Hit me up. You can message me. <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to help connect, do some business. <laughs> I like right it. Direction, whatever I, you I like it. I think young people would resonate. I mean, I think anybody would res resonate with you, but I think because young people are are struggling about their own identity and how they can make their mark in the world, that I I think there will be some young people who will be like, you know what, I like I like his message. I like what he's doing. I'm fascinated or interested in that. So thank you. I love that, and thank you. I definitely appreciate your time and uh, love your personality. Love it. <laughs> it's an honor to be on your show. Well, I'm so glad I could get you on. I'm so glad that uh, you were able to do it. Thank Greg for me. 
uh, yeah, for uh, 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 being such a good PR person and uh, and uh, turning me on to you. So good luck to you in the new year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And same to you. And I hope to see you. I hope to see you again. Seriously. Yeah, I hope yeah, I yeah. talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Merry Christmas, Tyler. Hey, you too. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is my Tuesday show. If you're around, I'm caroling tonight at six o'clock, 75 Ivy Street. Come on. I got, I got, listen, I got, I got the, I got all the music. I got all the words, the lyrics to all the, all your favorites. I may add one or two uh, based on Layla, my, my new uh, porch chair, Christmas Carol um, chair, my new porch Christmas Carol chair, uh, Miss Layla um, and her mother. Uh, <laughs> so that was good, Harry. I, don't you feel all? I feel all hyped up because Tyler Smith was on. I, I, I'm impressed. But yes, very impressive young man. Um, so wait a minute. So you have a you you have a chair to your caroling committee? Well, this the the young the young girl. She's uh she's nine. I think she's nine. And so she her mom brought her yesterday. Angelica. I mean, oh. a, a, Angelique. Angelina, Angelina Wilson brought her yesterday, her daughter. They brought me um, um, chocolate, uh, hot chocolate with uh, almond milk and donuts, which I can't eat the donuts. But she she said, when you when you do this next year, I want to be a part of picking the songs. I'd like to chair the committee. (laughs) I was like, listen, (laughs) I'm, I'm here for it, baby. So she was so happy to sing. So she loved it so much, Harry. She's coming back today to sing. I have more people to, to tonight. More people could do it tonight. So more people are going to come tonight. So she's going to come tonight. Her mother's break. She told her mother, I had to come and sing tomorrow night too. With So we're going to actually walk the neighborhood tonight. And what's her name? Um, Layla. Layla. So, you know, I was, I was going to fill that spot today, but Layla took it. <laughs> You know, Harry, you'd be welcome to come and meet Layla if you. <laughs> you know, you you can bring the you can bring the granddaughters. I know they I know they can all sing. You know, they they they're coming down Friday. Well, we'll we'll have them Friday into Saturday. Um, Saturday the whole family will be over celebrating. We we do the Christmas Eve. We sing all the Christmas you songs. You sing, Harry. Yes, we we do. We, we you know we No 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 we, no 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 no. I heard the we. We you. Oh no. I mean <laughs> do you I, I get sing, a, Harry. I get a part in the 12 days of Christmas, you know. So I'll I'll what I'll, I'll give my it? opera version of whatever part they give me. Cuz cuz I have it right here, Harry. I have the words. I have all the words. <laughs> we this is the last song we sing. Well, well there you go. So send me those words and I'll practice my part. <laughs> You know, you can come tonight, Harry. I'll, it's printed out. All you got to do is follow along. Follow the bouncing babs. <laughs> going to have to rain check you on that. <laughs> I'm a, you know, Harry, I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> I know. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. Oh, so that was wonderful. I'm glad to end the year uh, with the last guest of the year with uh, Tyler Smith, CEO uh Alpha Capital. I enjoyed that very much. So yeah, I know I would, impressive. though. Very impressive. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow, Harry. See you tomorrow. (laughs) You're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. 
And cue music, Babs. Okay, that's not Christmas music. <laughs> you want you want you want Christmas? We can go to the Christmas. Tomorrow you gotta give me some Curtis Blow. Oh, yeah, remind me of that. Yes. All the rap music. You know, I have it. I know you do. <laughs> it's just actually me queuing it up. 